Hey, what's up? This is Gabo from Fayuca, and you are listening to the Sun Solar Panel Podcast. A lot of mercy. <laughs> Hey, and welcome to, I think this is our second or our third uh, YouTube live midweek show here on the Suns Solar Panel Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, myself, obviously, Tim Tompkins at Radio Tim NBA, as well as Greg Esposito at Espo on Twitter. What up, my man? What is up? How is everybody today? So here is the thing. We actually have a lot to talk about, a little bit of cleaning house. The first thing that I do want to bring up is that we have nailed down a date of our son's summer league get together. We haven't nailed down what time. We haven't nailed down the exact location. But regardless, that is going to be Saturday, July 5th. And we do have an event posted on our Facebook at Sun Solar Panel, obviously, where if you want to RSVP for it, uh, just head on over to our Facebook and you can do so there. We haven't even decided on what hotel we're staying at. <laughs> Hell, I haven't informed my wife that I'm officially going. So there's a lot still up in the air. Well, my friend, you are more than welcome to to pick the hotel. Uh, in all honesty, I just booked the flight, so I can't book the hotel yet until my next paycheck. Well, fine then. I'll find a cheap option for us. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll book it. I'll book it. The second is if you do want to support the show, just open up the show notes below, uh, the description below, and uh, hit the support the show button, and it'll load that up. We really do appreciate you. But keep, keep, keep an eye out. We're going to have some fun new ways you can support the show soon, too. So Yeah, man. We got some t-shirts coming. Us. Some cool t-shirts. Not, mm -hmm. not this janky crap that other shows try to sell you. So. <laughs> So it was, it was kind of a wild week, right, in, in Suns land. I mean, basically, you had this report that was dropped by Jonathan Gavoni of ESPN, I believe, that basically said that the Suns are willing and are actively shopping the number six pick in the upcoming draft for a veteran guard. Uh, I, I think it was a day or two later, you had Gambo who refuted that. Uh, and he said the Suns are not shopping the six pick for a veteran point guard as per reports, a few names to keep an eye out, though, on in free agency are Corey Joseph, Pat Bev, Darren Collison, and TJ McConnell. Uh, I'm not sure what to believe here. More like Jonathan Jabroni, am I right? Ah, sorry. Couldn't resist the bad joke. Nice. Uh, I, I'm going to trust Gambo because I'm 95% sure his source is either James Jones or Robert Sarver, and uh, he tends to have pretty accurate information in terms of what's going on in that building now people will cite well he got the draft pick wrong last year yeah well there were sort of reasons for that because the front office may have had uh, different ideas than ownership and 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 so on and so forth so i trust in gambo pretty explicitly when it comes to specific uh sun's rumors like that now things can always change the sun's could change their mind have a change of heart because the the deal for the six pick becomes much more palatable to them there's a lot of things that can happen between now and draft night uh, but i trust what gambo is saying right now we've been talking about on the show for a while that it would just make a lot of sense for the suns to be shopping this draft pick especially given their need at two positions obviously point guard obviously power forward 
then you uh, put in into context the lack there of cap space they have, which is basically a mid-level exception player. Uh, and they certainly can't fill that <laughs> that spot with uh, rotation starters um, yeah. with that amount of cap space. So it would make a lot of sense if this was, in fact, true. Well, unless they're in love with one of the point guards at number six, which there's a there's a chance that they are and that the plan is draft that guy that you really love, sign a Darren Collison or that kind of type of guy who can play in front of him for a year or two as he matures, he can be the backup. And that's the big plan here. I mean, that very well could be what we're witnessing right now is that the Suns are in love with a point guard at number six. I don't see it being a power forward. There's a lot of love for Brandon Clark. I, I think he's going to be a good pro I don't see him at number six. I just don't see them reaching. So I highly doubt you're going to wind up taking that guy uh, or a power forward at six. So you're likely looking at uh, at those point guards, uh, Garland or White, being there as your pick. I don't know. I, I, I don't know that I believe that that's the right way, but I also uh, – said on this show i believed in in dragon bender over marquise chris which you could argue i was kind of right and that uh <laughs> that i would take uh i would take josh jackson uh, high in in the draft that that he went even higher than four so what the hell do i know about draft picks i'm done uh i'm done standing for guys uh when it comes to it comes to draft picks i i just don't know at this point so there was an interesting tweet by a uh, air quotes veteran point guard. I don't think he actually qualifies as, as a veteran, but I could be wrong. Anyway, he would he would hear <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie. He uh, quote tweeted Gambo and he said, "Welp, guess not." LOL. So I two things is is one was he a little bit disappointed? Oh, about of course this? he is because. He, he wants to be a starting point guard in this league, and he's about to have Kyrie Irving and D'Angelo Russell ahead of him in Brooklyn. So, of course he was, he, because I'm sure he looked at Phoenix and said, well, that's a huge opportunity for me to uh, uh, to be a starting point guard. And likely, if it, they're not trading the sixth pick, they're not going to have the assets to, to potentially land him. I don't know. They could, but... Uh, it depends on where the nets are headed, but that 100% put me in the Spencer Dinwiddie camp on in terms of point guards I want because he's got a strong social media game, and I have a soft spot for guys that uh, that can say as much. Okay, well, then my next thought was, did the Suns see this and think to themselves, here's a player who possibly actually wants to be here, who is a good player, who might be gettable, should we rethink our decision not to shop this number six overall pick for somebody like a Spencer Dinwiddie? So wait, so you're telling me that their their scouting department is YouTube and now their recruitment tool is Twitter? That's the way they're going to make their decisions when it comes to this offseason? No, but is, is it worth is it worth reaching out to the agent when you see something like that and saying, does this guy actually have an interest in being here? And if the answer is yes, and the other guys you're looking at are Corey Joseph, Pat Beverly, Darren Collison, and TJ McConnell, do you say to yourself, all right, this might actually be worth it? Comes down to, do you think one of those point guards available uh, you know, in the, in the draft are better than Spencer Dinwiddie? I hope not. If you do... 
if you do, you don't make the trade. If you don't, you know, if you don't think that one of those guys you're going to draft is going to be better than him, then yeah, you make the trade in a heartbeat. Like that, it's that simple. That that what it comes down to. Now, I don't know what leverage Spencer Dinwiddie has to force a trade to Phoenix, so you're going to have to get the Nets to to accept whatever you're offering. It's going to take them uh, being Wanting interested it. in what you have, right. but you know. I don't know. I this is going to be a truly unique two and a half weeks that we're looking at. And it's interesting too because you, you look at the Nets, you look at where they're heading. Um, would a player like a TJ Warren be appealing there? And I he might be on a team like that where they could use somebody that could score the basketball where they don't need an extra point guard. Um, it's interesting, and I, I do hope that the Suns at least engage them because there is, out of the point guards available that Gambo mentioned, again, Corey Joseph, Pat Bev, Darren Collison, TJ McConnell. Um, Corey Joseph, uh, we, we already uh, have a, a backup point guard that's starting, so I don't feel a need to get another one there, and that's essentially what I think he is. Pat Bev, quality player. Is he a huge difference maker? No. What he makes sense next to Booker? I think so. Darren Collison, he's who I like best out of that. Um, he's proved that he can play off ball with with a, a ball dominant um, a shooting guard. And I know that you like TJ McConnell, and I have prepared myself to debate TJ McConnell with you if you want to go down this route. I like TJ McConnell because it would be like having you play point guard for the Suns. It would look uh, very much like that. But no, I... Uh, the Darren, Co- I, I'm in, I, I keep coming in and out of the Darren, Darren Collison camp. And part of that reason is if you look back, I think it was two years ago, he pleaded in a domestic violence case. That concerns me. I'm not going to lie. Like, you have to take everything into consideration when you're bringing a guy into a young, a young roster that you want to be a leader. And that's a question that I'd have to ask in my free agent meeting with Collison is about that. I mean, and understand that situation and get a a honest uh, and and full answer to that before I'm willing to sign him to millions of dollars to to be my starting point guard. Uh, I had forgotten about that. You are 100% right, my friend. Well, so and there, that's that, what that makes, takes him off the list. Then he's off the list because you don't want that kind of negativity or not negativity. You don't want that kind of influence within a young locker room. Does it take him off? I mean, is there an answer that he can give that satisfies anybody to, to Did make she him? hit him with a brick over the head first? I, I don't know. I right. mean, if that's I mean, his I'm answer, not, then yes. I'm not expecting you to give me what that answer would be. It's, it's kind of a, a, a general question. Is there... Is there something that you would go, okay, I can look past that. I'm not sure that there is for me, but the funny thing is you'll listen to some media members in town uh, talk about it. It's obvious they hadn't done their their research. He's like, oh, Derek Collison's a great guy. And I'm like, yeah, except for that whole <laughs> domestic violence thing that, uh, that people seem to be forgetting. So that's a concern to me. Of that list, uh, with that concern, TJ McConnell's probably the most appealing, but I'm not running – around screaming like the Suns won something major if they they sign him June 30th at, at 6 p.m. Uh, our time. Like, if that's the first move that the that's announced in the NBA uh, once the moratorium's lifted or the once you can legally tamper with guys, then uh, 
I'm not going to be super excited about it. It checks a box, but it's it's not the most ideal. So talking about before we wrap up, wrap up, because today's a short episode, we'll be back on Saturday with a full episode. Um, TJ McConnell talking about a bit of advanced stats last season. He played 1,545 minutes. Uh, his offensive PIPM, a negative 1.3. His defensive PIPM, negative uh, 0.8. Overall PIPM, negative 2.2. His multi-year offensive PIPM outlook, negative 1.8. Multi-year defensive PIPM outlook, negative 0.5. If you want to go If with- you had given me his pimp rankings, I would have been more interested than his PI. PM or whatever the heck you just said. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't, it's, you were it's, speaking it's, a foreign language it's, it's there. It's player to impact plus minus. But fine, if you want to go with something that's a bit more well-known, although not quite as respected among um, advanced analysts, let's talk about uh, his offensive box plus minus last season. Negative uh, 1.7. Defense, zero. Box plus minus overall, negative 1.6, and his VORP was a 0.1. So what you're saying is, eh? Is that, his, is his, that what I'm getting? His VORP was, his value over replacement player as a backup point guard was a 0.1. Okay, but what if the player he's replacing is DeAnthony Melton or Elliot Kobo? <laughs> well, I feel like you get extra extra VORP points there, uh, right? No, and that's and that's hundred percent right. But he's that's not who he's be he'd be replacing. He'd be replacing Tyler Johnson. And so, sure, you can go get a a second or third string backup point guard, but that doesn't solve anything. They already got those. No, what solves it is actually going out there and <laughs> making a bold move for a guy like a Spencer Dinwiddie, a Malcolm Brogdon, a D'Angelo Russell, who, a, a guy that actually has proven something beyond, yes, he's serviceable as an NBA point guard, likely as a backup. Mm. That's You need to make some kind of move. By the way, we need to do some advanced stats like classes with me. I, I need <laughs> I need you to teach me in the ways here. Of, well, uh, well, Dave Dave had a great idea of actually kind of going through what each advanced stat is every single week on the show. But we sort of didn't do it. Well, we got the summer, and there's going to be a lot to not talk about. <laughs> so, so why don't we look into that and actually make it a segment where it's teaching Greg things he probably still won't understand. So. Uh, and on that note, things you will understand is that we are organizing a Phoenix Suns get-together at NBA Summer League Saturday, July 5th. Head over to our Facebook page if you want to RSVP for that. Uh, if you want to support the show, open up the show notes, the description below, hit the support a show button. Otherwise, we will be back live on YouTube Saturday morning at uh, 7 a.m. Arizona time. Otherwise, the podcast will come out as scheduled. Always a pleasure. Talk to you soon, guys.